You may wonder what this get up is over here, but uh, I have found out that I probably need trifocals. <laughs> when I move over here to be next to the projector, I can't see my notes, and I have been finding myself at loose ends and not knowing where I'm going next. So I'm going to try a little different something this morning. Was and, I, I think it was. I, I, could, I couldn't find it, but I think it was. <laughs> and I might, uh, while we're thanking people, I might thank the Bible School Committee. This uh, is a, a book, uh, Wycliffe's Historical Geography of Bible Lands, that the Bible School Committee very kindly has given me. And I find it very useful and helpful. So thank you. I guess there's at least some of the committees here. But <laughs> We have uh, gone through most of the time periods that we had planned to explore during this Bible school, the uh, seven days of creation, considering it as a type, and the seven years of uh, punishment and the various uh, periods and uh, dates and things that we found associated with these periods. And we noted that the seven times, at least one a group of dates, uh, would starting in 604, ended in 19 and 17. Now, it appears that 1917 is a key date in the uh, final uh, working out of the plan and purpose of God. I say it seems to be because th there are a number of events associated with that, and as we'll see this morning, it appears to be the key in uh, an extension of time that's provided for in the book of Daniel. Now, I, in working with prophecy, as I'm sure you all know, it, it isn't something that we can be dogmatic about and we can pick this out and say it is definitely, absolutely, uh, certainly this or that. So we are saying that it appears that 1917 is a very key date. Now we also said that it is getting toward the end of the sixth day in the grand, God's grand plan of 7,000 years or the end of the sixth 1,000-year period. Of course, it uh, is 83 years, or was when it came, 83 years from the end of that sixth 1,000-year period, and that's quite a while in our lifetime. However, in the overall picture of 7,000 years, or eternity uh, for that matter, it's very close. However, as we also, I believe, we mentioned this yesterday as we were closing, that we felt that we could, by using that date, get you much closer than 19 and 17. Now let's turn to the 12th chapter of Daniel. Daniel chapter 12, verses 11... 12 and 13. And from the time that the daily sacrifice was taken, or shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. 
Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. But go thou away till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. So here are two more time periods now that we find. Uh, 1290 days, and now we might say to begin with, on the day for a year plan, this is what we need to be thinking about. This is true in most of the prophetic picture as we see it, because there isn't very much that develops in terms of days, because God is not in a hurry in working out his plan, and uh, it's, uh, it's unusual for him to work out a major part of his plan in a, a such a short time that it would be measured by literal 24-hour days. Of course, the creation is an exception to this, of course. But we, we are thinking now in terms of, of years, uh, 1290 years. <clears throat> now we also have another one in the next verse, 1335 years. Now when we look at these time periods, they seem to be a little confusing to us because they don't appear to fit in with anything else we know about in looking at prophecy and considering the time periods. We're familiar with the 42 months and uh, the 1260 years and the three and a half times and the seven times, all of these things we are familiar with. However, when we look at these uh, <coughs> excuse me, periods, they do not appear to fit in with any of these. But on the other hand, when we look a little bit closer, we find that in 1290 years is also 1260 years, isn't it? Plus 30. When we, if we subtract the 1260 from this, uh, we get a, a number of 60, hmm? 30. 30, 30, right, I'm sorry, 30, can't do fifth grade math this morning, I guess it's time that I go home. <laughs> so uh, we have then uh, the 1290 years contains the 1260 years plus 30. Now the same is true of the 1335, if we subtract 1260, and actually there is the 1260 plus 75 years in this. So what we really have with these two time periods is an extension of the uh, 2520 years by 75 years, but in two steps. We didn't just have the 1,335, we have actually two steps involved here. And one, 30 years is added, and the other step, 45 more years is added, 75 years in all <coughs> added to this. Now we need, in order to know how we might use uh, these time periods and these figures, we need to look at all the information that we have relative to them here. And if we go back to the uh, 
The seventh verse of this twelfth chapter of Daniel, I believe we get a clue as to what uh, we're doing here. And I heard the man clothed in linen. Now, there were, there were two angels uh, involved here in this, and one of them was standing in the middle of the river. And uh, he's going to be talking here and, and uh, signaling or gesturing with his hands and arms. And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand into, unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and an half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. So um, we, we now come across a time that we're familiar with, a time period, uh, a time, times, and a half a time, or three and a half times. And we have found out already that when we see this, we recognize it as the second half of the 2,520 years, or 1,260 years. Now, there must be some relationship between the, uh, the three and a half times mentioned here in the seventh verse and the 1,290 years and the 1,335 years, inasmuch as they are appearing here in order, one after the other. So let us see if we can determine what it may be. <clears throat> now let's uh, let's draw another timeline up here across something like so and uh, we uh, did this yesterday with the uh, 604 here and the uh, 6 57, the bisection year, ending in 19 and 17. So now we are saying that Daniel is, uh, is indicating something special about a part of a at least one of the time periods. Now, we mentioned a number of time periods in, uh, in dealing with this. One, you recall, from the time of Manasseh up to the decree of focus, and to the time in 1866 to, to 70 when the Pope lost his temporal power. So that's another one. So now which one do, do we feel that this time, times and a half a time, is the latter, the last half of? Well, I believe if we read a part of this, well, the whole seventh verse here, from the, from the Septuagint, we will get a clue as to which one is intended. And I heard the man clothed in linen, who was over the water of the river, and he lifted up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, and swear by him that lives forever, that it should be for a time, times and a half a time, when the dispersion is ended, they shall know all these things. So the key here, I believe, is when the dispersion is ended. And if we look at the, uh, those time periods, the one that we believe that signaled the end of the dispersion or the beginning of the end was this one that ends in 1917. So what we have here then, if this is correct, and I believe it to be, 
in the uh, uh, 12th chapter of Daniel is something to do with the last half of this. So to show this, we can extend this down somewhat and bring it across to here. And this is 1260 years here, from the 657 over to the 1917. Now, if we look at the... Uh, well, first of all, we need to talk a little more about the, uh, the uh, 12... The 1290 and the 1335 as to what we should do with this extra time that is provided here. Now, altogether, as we have said, there is 75 years. Now, there's two possibilities that we, uh, uh, for the application of this period of time, this period of 75 years. Now, one of the things that can be done, that one possibility, would be to add it to the 1917 date to extend that time. Now, the other thing is to add it to the 2,520 years and have it come out at the same date, 1917. Now, you're going to say that's a good trick if you can do that. If, uh, if 2,520 years ends in 1917 and we add 75 years to it and it still ends in 1917, that's a good trick, isn't it? Well, let's see if we can do that. You remember now the bisection year here of 657. That is the period of time in which Islam, or Mohammedanism, came into prominence, in which the last of the fourth beast of Daniel lost control over the land of promise, over the land of Israel, was in this era. And again, remember, and the 1917 date is true of this too, the era involved is more important than the date itself. But, uh, so it was the era here that we're talking about, that we're concerned about. So the first half of this 2,520 years, 1,260 years, the land of Israel was ruled over by, uh, in turn, the four beasts of Daniel chapter 7 the last half by the Muslims, Islam. Uh, first the Arabs and then the Turks. Now, uh, out of the fourth beast came the apostasy of the West. And uh, the fellow who was in charge of this is he who Daniel said would seek to cha change times and laws. So Pope Gregory the Great changed the calendar from uh, lunar uh, time was reckoned on the lunar scale and the anno mundo, uh, anno mundi, rather, until Gregory, Pope Gregory came along, and this was all changed to solar time and A.D., anno domini. So that apparently now, in uh, scriptural terms, dates and times associated with the four beasts and the apostasy of the West is reckoned on the solar scale. And that's what this represents. When we look at this here from 604 to 1917, 2,520 years, that's 2,520 solar years. All right, now the apostasy of the East, Islam. Uh, those people do not reckon time on the solar basis, but on the lunar basis. They still do that. 
So let's look briefly at the way of the difference, how solar time is uh, reckoned and lunar time. Now, of course, uh, all of you who are familiar with Alphys Israel knows that Dr. Thomas started out by talking about how the earth is revolving around the sun, and he has quite a colorful opening uh, involving this, the, the sun revolving around the, or the earth revolving around the sun. <laughs> uh, and the way uh, solar time is reckoned by, is by the number of days required by the earth for the earth to revolve around the sun because the earth also is revolving on its own axis as dr thomas indicates in this and every 24 hours it turns around while it's spinning in space and going around the sun so the number of days the number of revolutions required for the earth to revolve completely around the sun is 365 and a fourth times and that is a solar year, for all practical purposes, 365 days. Now, on the other hand, lunar time is reckoned by the number of days required for the moon to revolve around the Earth. Because while the Earth is turning in space and revolving around the sun, uh, the moon is also revolving around the Earth. And the number of days required for the moon to revolve around the earth is one lunar month, and that's 29.53 days required for the moon to revolve around the earth. And, of course, one lunar year is 12 lunar months, or 354 days. So <clears throat> you can see now a solar year is 365 days, a lunar year is 354. So the, uh, the lunar year is 11 days shorter than the solar year. So that means now that if we reckon time by the lunar method and we uh, say we have 2,520 years lunar time, it's not going to reach as far in time as the 2520 solar years uh, that period would be shorter 2520 years lunar is a shorter period of time than 2520 years solar now the question is how much shorter well using grattan guinness's figures would you believe it's 75 years shorter than the solar time so if we that, that means that uh, 2,520 years solar, or lunar, reckoned from 604 B.C. would end about 1842. But if we add 75 years to it, it comes right down to 1917 and ends the same time that 2,520 years solar ends. Now, when we consider that on that basis, that seems much too impressive to simply dismiss it and say, well, it's just a coincidence, just happened that way. It's, it's much too impressive for that. However, uh, most students of prophecy now do not apply it in this way, uh, as far as I know. They apply it, they use the other alternative. But I don't think we should dismiss this now. We're going to consider the other alternative, and there are compelling reasons for doing that, too. But I don't think we should dismiss this and forget it and say, well, uh, we get caught up in something else and go on, because uh, it, it is too impressive to just 
dismiss and say, well, it just happens to work out that way. Now, the other way is to add it to the 19 and 17 solar years and uh, extend the time beyond 19 and 17. Now, uh, when uh, Grattan Guinness, in working with these time periods, he, he, uh, there, there are many that he does add the 75 years to, uh, in, uh, some of them in way back in the 1800s, and he extended the time, or, or even beyond, before that, and it would bring him to the French Revolution and various things like this. But when it came to the 1917 date, he didn't feel that it should be added to that because he felt that was going to be such an important date, and while he didn't say so any more than you or I would say so, he felt Christ would be here by then, and there would not be another 75 years. He didn't think that was ever going to happen. So in his thinking, he could not visualize doing anything with the 75 years except adding it to the lunar time and making it come out to 1917. And we feel that that's something that should be definitely considered. But now, if we add it to the 1917, we can do so by uh, extending our uh, line down here a bit and bringing it over here. I don't know, I don't seem to be able to hold still this morning. <laughs> so this now is a, a period not of 1260 years as the one above, but 1290 years. So it comes on out over here further than 1917. And how much further? Well, to the uh, time of 1947-48. Now, is that an important time? Can you read that? I don't know. Can you read that back there? I'm getting that a little small. But that is 1947 and 48. Certainly, that was a very important year, because remembering now that Britain had been given a mandate, a 30-year mandate, over Palestine, and the Belf Belfour Declaration was issued in November 1917, and uh, at which time England said that Her Majesty's government, or His Majesty's government, would look with favor upon Palestine becoming a homeland of the Jews. Well, when we move down the line 30 years from that time, we come down to 1947, when the British mandate ended. And another very important thing happened that year, in November 1947, the United Nations voted to partition Palestine and make a portion of it a homeland for the Jews and the rest of it for the Arabs. So this is when uh, Brother Dunaway said, and many of you will remember this, that he said, that's when they parted my land, as the prophet indicated they would. So that's an interesting factor. Now, when we move ahead just a year to the 48 period, we find that that is when England actually pulled out of Palestine, it was in 1948, because it had, by at that point, become a real hot potato, because Menachem Begin was a terrorist in those days, like he's trying to eliminate today among the PLO, and he blew up the King David Hotel and things like this, and Britain was wanting to turn this thing loose. So they did, and they got out. And the nation of Israel was declared in 1948. So after 2,520 years, 
of punishment. Now there was a nation of Israel again in the land. So this is a, a most interesting and important era, we believe. Now, if we add the 1200 or the 1335 to 1917 in much the same way, we extend our line down here and across, and it brings us to 1992. 1992. That's interesting. Suppose that's going to be an important date? Well, we don't know. We, we can't say because it hasn't happened yet. But in considering the various things that have happened right along in line with this series, we would expect a very important development in the plan and purpose of God to occur in the year of 1992. Now, there's, uh, there's something else that we perhaps should uh, take into consideration here in all of this. And we draw a line down through here now. This line represents 1917, and now we move over 30 years to 1947, 48, and over 75 years to 1992. Now, what do you suppose this would be called, this from, from here over to 1992? It's in the 11th chapter of Daniel, 40th verse, at the time of the end. Now this is what uh, some students of prophecy refer, the way they refer to this period, as the time of the end. So if we are correct in referring to this as the time of the end, this added, adds emphasis to the uh, date of 1917, so that the, the time of the end, we have recognized, I think, uh, for a long time, that the time of the end would uh, encompass quite a period of time. It wasn't going to be just a, a couple of days or a couple of years, it would be a considerable amount of time. It seems, uh, it seems rather appropriate to think in terms of this period from 1917, when the beginning of the end of the dis dispersion occurred, that uh, this should be the beginning of that period. <clears throat> and of course, 1992 really brings us remarkably close to the end of the sixth 1,000-year period, only eight years away. And now, I, I know that you would all like for me to say that's the year Christ is going to come, but I'm not going to say it, <laughs> for very obvious re and scriptural reasons. But I, if I were uh, going to express my opinion, I feel that Christ will be here by then or before, because remembering the work that's going to be necessary that Christ do to pre finish preparing the earth and mankind for a thousand years of peace and righteous rulership on the earth, it would seem to me that he's going to need that much time or more. Of course, we recognize, though, very, very easily that Christ could do these things instantaneously if that is a part of the plan and purpose. And if it is, we will very gladly and graciously accept that, And uh, of course. And we would like to emphasize to you 
though, if time should pass along and continue and Christ does not return uh, by that time, do not feel that the whole thing is off, that the whole thing is wrong, that we're mistaken because we're human and, and we can make mistakes. Our method of reckoning may not be that accurate. But in, in viewing the way things have occurred, though, as we've said, would indicate to us that this is correct, or certainly on the right track of handling things. Now, there is one other uh, point that we might call your attention uh, concerned with uh, the 1335 and the year of 1917. And that is now going back to the, uh, to the Muslims, Islam, and they uh, use, as we have indicated, so, uh, lunar time to reckon their, their chronologies, reckoned on lunar time. And uh, we have mentioned, though we have not, uh, we have not uh, emphasized this, maybe I should use another, another transparency here. that uh, the, the flight of Muhammad from Mecca to Medina occurred in the year of 622 uh, A.D. 622. Now, to them, uh, we turn this upside down now like we did with the seven, uh, year, seven days or the week of creation, uh, to consider zero at the beginning over to now we're almost to the 6,000 year period at this time. Now doing that with this, the 622 AD to the Muslims is zero. That's their beginning of time, of reckoning time, is the date of the flight or the Hagira of Muhammad from Mecca to Medina. because as a young man, Muhammad had some uh, what was considered rather revolutionary ideas, and the people in Mecca said, we don't want you here, get out of here. And he went to Medina, where he became a real hero, and that was the beginning of Islam. And it, that is what they consider the beginning of time, as far as they are concerned. So now, it's interesting that if we add 1,335 the same number as we were using a while ago, to 622, that also comes down to 19 and 17. So from the zero year of uh, Islam to 1917 is 1,335 uh, lunar years. Now, if you uh, if you're quick to look at 622 plus 1335 comes out uh, 1957, doesn't it? Instead of 1917. But what you need to remember, if you get home and start working with these figures, that in a period of 1335 years, the lunar time is 40 years short of the solar time. So that being the case, the 1335 solar or lunar years comes out to 1917. So. Uh, to them, to uh, Islam, 1917 was the year of 1335. Now, uh, we mentioned the article that was uh, compiled from a lecture given by Brother Alan Laird, 
in uh, Hamilton in the early 1940s, he mentioned that there was a coin struck by the uh, Muslims in 1917, our 1917, but the date that was on that was 1335. So uh, all of these things are, are interesting, and uh, you're there for your consideration. Think about them and uh, give them whatever consideration you wish. But they, they, they are interesting, and they certainly keep us on our toes when we uh, consider all of these things in this way in relationship to the near coming of Christ. Now, in, in conclusion, we would like to briefly evaluate what we have been saying. And we don't have a lot of time to do this, as you can see, and we'll make it very brief. But first of all, we would say that almost everything that we have been talking about all this week was the subject of prophecy in the beginning. Now, as we indicated, when things were written in the Bible, uh, they, they were very, some of them had to do with history, some had to do with current events, and others had to do with prophecy, those future events. But as the future events happened, as prophecy indicated they would, then they were no longer prophecy. They became history. So uh, most of what we've been talking about, while it's history now, much of it, uh, it was prophecy when it was given. Now, the next thing is the very accurate manner in which uh, these historical events followed the pattern that God had indicated they would. They happened exactly as God indicated, thus establishing the principle that the hand of God is in these matters, that these things didn't just happen willy-nilly down through the years. They happened as God directed them. Not that it was apparent that the hand of God was in them. Not that the people that God was working with to accomplish these things were servants of his. Well, they were, in a manner of speaking, as Cyrus was, as indicated in the 45th chapter of Isaiah. But not in the sense of being in covenant relationship with him and being a part, in that sense, of the development of his plan and purpose. Now, finally, the thing that is really important to us is to recognize that the hand of God is still directing the affairs of man, and that they will continue to develop along the same path as they have in the past, namely that marked out by the prophetic word of God in the scriptures. They're going to continue. It may appear at times when we look at the chaos and the confusion and the revolution and the killing and all the things that are happening in many parts of the world, it may look as if everything is completely out of control, that there's nobody at the controls, but there is. The hand of God is very carefully working out all of these things, and he's going to continue to do so unto and including the establishment of his kingdom. And we believe that time is soon, and we believe we should all be preparing ourselves to have a place in that kingdom through his grace. So thank you very much.